This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Welcome to Talking Knicks. Couple ups and downs, mostly downs recently for the Knicks. So we'll either talk about being sad or maybe the Knicks turn around. I don't know yet. But let's talk Knicks. The New York Knicks select Christoph Porzingis. Post and toes, puffing and stuffing. Again, igniting and exciting the guard crowd. Uh, uh, welcome. Welcome, everyone, to Talking Knicks. It's, what is it, January 2? First, first pot of the new year. I'm I'm joined by Greggy Poon. Greg, how are you? Hey, Jake. What's going on? We got the dream team here. It's just me and you today. Uh, yeah, we sh- we shed the fat. Yeah, other people like to sleep. I guess I don't know for their jo- for their jobs. I don't know. New, new Year's resolution. We're already shedding fat. How was your New Year's? You went to a wedding. I did. I went to a wedding for Tom's brother Dave. You're also friends with him. Also uh, friends with him. You were invited. You weren't there. Yeah. My brother was invited. He was there. I was there. My parents were there. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, everybody was there except you. So, uh, no. We took a dark turn earlier than I thought. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That's not what I meant. I mean, it's understandable that you weren't there. You you live in Colorado. The whole, the whole Denver thing. Yeah. I didn't come yeah. home for Christmas. I like pretend. I do, I do work and other stuff. Like, not really. Like, my girlfriend does. But, yeah, I was kind of bummed out, but it looked like a ton of fun. So that's good. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, Colorado, while close to Connecticut in the alphabets, not not close distance wise. So F- facts only on talking Knicks today. Yeah, and like I, I mentioned in the last pod, I uh, I stayed at my apartment and drank. So almost as good as one of your friends' weddings, but not just just sadder than that. Speaking of sad. Let's talk the New York Knickerbockers. We kind of had a laugh when we were doing our pre-show meeting. I don't know if it was holidays or whatever it was or just being slightly off schedule, but it seems like the Bulls game was a month and a half ago. So we yeah. were at the Bulls, lost. We lost at the Spurs, and then we won against the Pelicans. And then tonight we lose against the Spurs again at home this time. Kind of a tough game. We got to start at the Bulls, and <laughs> we we had a good laugh because uh, my my notes are usually pretty pathetic. It kind of looks like a third grader putting together a PowerPoint. But in all caps, I put "grab the rebound," and you instantly were taken back <laughs> to the full Chicago Bulls game. G- yep. Give give us a walkthrough, Greggy. So what were we up? We we're about about fifteen in the second quarter when uh, there's a rebound pops up. Uh, I'm not. I don't entirely remember who was between. I think it was Doug and Kyle Quinn. Is that right? It was Maybe. definitely Doug. I'm blanking on who the other person Maybe. was. Maybe. And uh, they both like go for it, and then they decide that the other person can have it, and then neither of them get it, and the Bulls get it, and then immediately they just go on a run, and they they win the game from there. Basically, even uh, Mike Breen was talking about that play in the second half while he was announcing. He said like. How huge of a momentum swing that was! Um, just, I think they might have hit back-to-back threes after that, or or sometime in the the very close future. I think it ended up with an eight-zero run. 
and just all downhill from there. The Knicks in the last four minutes and 24 seconds, how many points do you think they scored? How many points should a team score in four minutes and 24 seconds? We'll start with that. <laughs> four minutes, 24 seconds to end the game. I think <laughs> like 10 points would be pretty nice, yeah. something like that. Yeah, 8 to 10 I think would be a normal amount. They scored one point, and uh, one point was a Jared Jack free throw. Down two, and he missed the other free throw. So right. it was pretty much the perfect storm of just terribleness. Uh, the next execution in the end of fourth quarter is just – does not exist, and it hasn't for almost the entire year. I mean, there's been a few games where it was amazing. We got uh, early in the year, we were coming back from down like 15 to start the fourth quarter. I know we did that against the Pacers one time, and then against somebody else another time. But that has not happened recently. So, what yeah. do you think? What do you see? What would, I, we, we had a terrible experience. I know me and Tom both said we needed that win, and we didn't get it. it yeah, it, it would have been really nice and it's another one we had and it's like yeah but yeah like like you said it it wasn't it it wasn't like we deserved it you do you have a 14 point fourth quarter and like you mentioned 424 to end the game you score one point you don't deserve to win an nba basketball game i mean uh another 17 percent from three four of 23 40 percent from the field i mean just not 21 assists 12 turnovers just it, it, they didn't play good basketball. I mean, they they outscored the Bulls 28 to 17 in the first quarter and then they lost the final three quarters. So, like you mentioned that that rebound was really <laughs> devastating. I mean, that because it was like a fast break rebound. It leaked out to 3. If one of them yeah. grabs the ball, <laughs> you're starting a fast break and if you get <laughs> if you get a three ball or a dunk there, like it almost feels like the game's over. And that did not happen. Uh, Knicks blow it. And I don't know, just a tough, tough way to start the road trip. You you know they went out kind of saying, all right, we're we're doing our big road part of the season. We've been bad on the road. we got to come out and get this. And they just straight up dropped the ball at the end. Um, I know we, we sometimes get in love with plus minus a little bit. Kylo Quinn was a plus nine. Frank was a plus one, if you want to count it. But, yeah, they they were the only two that were positive in that in that those figures so i think one thing that hurt the most was that no one on the bulls even did a good job i'm looking at the box score chris dunn leader 17 points six for 18 shooting uh, yeah second leading scorer laurie markinen five for 15 12 points just that that's just painful um if you hold I'm, an nba second leading score to 12 points you expect to win yeah i know uh, uh they had Lance Thomas just guarding Miritich like very, very like strongly at the end of the game, like getting up on him like he was balling out, which was good because he did ball out on us last time. And Miritich just hit like a turnaround fadeaway for his third and fourth points of the game in the fourth quarter. And that's just that's just that's just Nick's basketball. Whatever can go wrong goes wrong. Yeah, and I, we uh, our our patented phrase sometimes the ball goes in the basket. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, segues us almost too perfectly into the loss at the Spurs where the Knicks played a really good first half. They were down one, and they honestly played better basketball in the first half. The Spurs had some buckets that were dropping that were just unbelievable. Yeah. I I mean, hitting parts of the rim that you didn't know existed. And it's – I mean, talk about a mental – I was going to say a mind blank, but I, I won't say that phrase – 
But, I mean, you're playing the Spurs on the road. You know that's a brutal environment, a great team, a historic team. What was, what was that stat they dropped during the game that they've only been – they've only had a yeah. losing record for, like, 14 hours over the past three decades, something like yeah, that? something like that. I got, I got it on my phone, but you keep going. I'll bring it, yeah. I'll bring it back to us. Yeah, it, it was quite literally ridiculous. But you're down one, and you're – you kind of go in with that mentality, like, it, there's two ways to look at it. It's like, wow, you're you're kind of giving them your best punch and you're still down one. Or, hey, you know, we they were getting some lucky breaks and we're still very much in this game. They came out in the third quarter and and kind of, I I don't know, what, I don't know if there's a fun way to say it. They, I don't know. They they just start getting beat. And um, yeah, it it was what it was. I you know stats that jump out um, again. <laughs> only Frank with the positive plus minus uh, Zinger had six blocks. Um, but yeah, it, it was the, the Beasley show. And then everyone else was kind of mad, you know, yeah. only 14, three point attempts, you know, and you know, our colleague Tom would normally mention that, but it's, it's the Spurs at home. Like at, at the end of the day, what, what are you really going to do? You, you have to shrug that one off a little bit, right? Yeah. We weren't expecting one. I got the stat. Uh, the Spurs in the last 20 years have been under 500 for 48 days. Last 20 years. Second is the Mavericks at 826 days. That was the stat they gave us. The Mavs still counting, by the way. But yeah, I, I mean, it just, I, I don't know. No other stats are really jumping off the page. I guess the Spurs shot 45% from three. That's. That's pretty yeah. good. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of wide open threes. The Knicks were doing a lot of praying. Uh, I don't think anybody was guarding Danny Green for the entirety of the game. And he he noticed that, so he just made a bunch of threes. He yeah. was five, five for eight from three. Five for eight from the field. He only shot threes because no one was guarding him. And the Knicks, um, they got lucky and Kawhi Leonard didn't even play. And that didn't seem to matter. Yeah, all, all Spurs starters and double figures, which includes – Kyle Anderson, who had a plus 26, we, I, I don't know. He's just I, – I don't want to say the typical guy because that sounds like we're putting down other NBA players when we're a team that plays Ron Baker sometimes. But we got Anderson a little bit. I mean, he went for a casual 16 and 8, a, a guy on certain nights who I shouldn't say barely gets off the bench for them. But normally all of his minutes would pretty much go to Kawhi in that situation. So, yeah. um, but it's, it's, Wait, wait. Speaking of Baker, we got to talk. Kenny would want us to talk. Uh, Baker didn't play against the Bulls, and he got nine minutes against the Spurs. So we never know what you never know what uh, Jeff's up to. You, yeah, you think he's you think he's done with Baker, but he's not. There, there's a matchup formula that we don't know exactly how it's calculated, but uh, Hornacek shows it. He kind of shows it in Baker, and he shows it amongst the bigs a little bit when Noah's getting run and things like that. Um, I, I don't know I, anything else to be said about a loss at the Spurs. I mean, I, they're seven Spurs are 17, two and, and two at home. How, how about yeah. that to end it? That's um, good. so yeah, that's arguably pretty good. That sends us to the Pelicans game, which turns into kind of must win mode. I mean, at that point we've lost four games, um, and we start – we have the lead for most of the game, and it just feels like what's been on repeat for the Knicks. They were up against the Bulls. Uh, they were giving the Spurs a game, uh, the Sixers game that they lost on Christmas Day. Uh, it, it just felt like it was getting away from them. And then they kind of turned it on. Zinger came out. He had 
a highlight reel dunk that was huge down the stretch. He finished the game with 30. <laughs> I'm going to keep it with the positive spin for now because it ends a little bit with the negative spin. But um, a, a nice W at the Pelicans. I mean, you know, they've, they've got their two stars, Davis and Cousins. They combined for 60 points. We, we limited everyone else. What, uh, what, what, what do you think about a, a win at the Pels, Greg? Hey, they needed that. Uh, you never know which Pelicans team is going to show up. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. It seemed like they, they got a pretty good version of, of the Pelicans, to be honest. Anthony Davis, 31. DeMarcus Cousins, 29. That's, uh, that's pretty good, arguably. And uh, this, is, this is when I was at the wedding, so I was just watching this game, or the pre-wedding festivities. I was just watching this game through the box score. So we were up 11 at half, so we're feeling good. What was it? We were up one to start. The fourth, and then they just went on what an eight-zero run or something, and you just felt bad, and you you were worried. Thought thought the season was really spiraling out of control at that point, but like you said, they they won the game. Um, that that last second play was scary. That was my negative. That was my negative note, and yeah. uh, Mike Breen touched upon it at the end of this game tonight. That I mean, Anthony Davis had an. Open look at a three. Lance did contest it somewhat at the end, but it wasn't affecting Anthony Davis's shot at all. Um, I mean, if that shot is missed, we're, we're you know, I, I was making a joke that after every losing week, I'd, I'd do a profile on another draft prospect. But, I mean, we'd, we'd essentially be there, especially another road loss. Um, that that would have been five, would have been six if we're counting the Spurs loss. And, man, hey – but let uh, bring it back to the positive. I I was I'm going through the play by play at the end of the game. Knicks go down with 2:57 left in the game, 99 to 91. Jarrett Jack assists to Noah for a dunk, which was a nice look. Uh, defense never expects that. And then Jarrett Jack made a three point shot, which was pretty huge. So that that brought it from 99-91 to 99-96 in the matter of 30 seconds. So that that was pretty huge. Uh, Zinger also had a big three down the stretch, uh, jumper, dunk, Jared Jack. Big Freeman time dunk. Stuff. Come on. Yeah, that was. I'll just sneak that in there. That's a highlight. But between between Anthony Davis and Boogie, that was the time that of was, game. That was very late. We like that, and you know, turns out we we really really needed that game. You know, um, we hate we hate uh, game winning free throws, but we'll take them. I mean, well, I think we hate missing potentially game-winning free throws is our yeah, thing that's true so yeah that was um that was that was pretty tasty any anything jumping out from the box score or anything you have to say about the wedding really because I, I know I'm somewhat putting you in an unfair spot there yeah no problem um should we talk about ron baker Again? Is that what I, I should just bring up about every single game? <laughs> that's, just, that's just gonna be our reoccurring game. Another nine minutes out of Ron and, and what's he remembered for in this one, Greg? He is remembered for getting dunked on and getting elbowed in the face while doing it. Um yeah. he's just the worst of both worlds. So he's rotating over because Anthony Davis is about to just get a wide open dunk. He just jumps up. Davis comes down with the left arm. Hits him in the face. Absolute dunkaroo. Two points and the foul. Ron Baker needs to get three stitches. Ends up fracturing the orbital bone in his face. He's he's day-to-day now getting fitted for a mask. So, I mean, that's about as bad as you can do. Um, <laughs> you're, on a, you're on a poster and you're injured. He had the silly Instagram post about it, which we, yeah. we, don't, we don't hate. 
You took uh, it well. Yeah, I, you know, it, again, I guess I'm, I'm glass half full today, but it's going to be nice when we see that heat highlight in 20 years and go, oh my God, Ron Baker. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's exciting at least. This was him before he saved the entire team. <laughs> yeah, before he went on to win those MVPs. Uh, and then we, we segue into night where we just watched the Knicks lose at home to the Spurs. A Kawhi back, he, he was on a quote unquote on a, on a minutes limit. I mean, he played 31 minutes and <laughs> did, did Kawhi things 25, eight, four and four, you know, a, a tough one. Again, it's the San Antonio Spurs are one of the best teams in the league. We made our run at the end a little bit, but it was, it, it just felt like too little too late, especially against the Spurs. They just the and the announcers Clyde kept saying it that the Knicks looked like they were a step behind. I I think that's slightly unfair. I think you do have to give credit to the San Antonio Spurs at a certain point. And yeah, I don't they just think they, so. they, they, the the Knicks just went ice cold for a stretch there. I don't have the I I mean, was it the fourth quarter again that it just seemed like they went six minutes without a bucket, something like that? I think um, it was a long stretch in the third. Yeah, so, we lost. We lost the third yeah, quarter, twenty-nine third. to eighteen. Yeah, we just we just didn't do well. We were like two for something for a long time. I mean, what's um, what what's the takeaway that everyone played? Are we given that award now? Are we given? I mean, that, we got there, There's there's a lot to talk about in this game. Talk about it, Greg. One thing I have to mention, but I, I mean, I don't like complaining about the reps. The Knicks were bad for long stretches of this game. I will say that. That that doesn't the refs won't justify them losing, but the refs were not very good, to be honest with you. The Knicks the Knicks shot their first free throws of the game with one minute and like two seconds left in the, the first first half. They shot two two free throws in the first half. That's tough. The final uh disparity is thirty four to eighteen from the free throw line. The Knicks shot twenty two threes to the Spurs twenty seven. Usually you see the team that's launching threes not get as many free throws, but the Knicks really aren't aren't a team that does that. So this free throw disparity is, is questionable. A lot of the fouls that weren't called on the Spurs were, were those like contact where you, you just assume a foul is happening, and you wouldn't complain about that, but it seemed like the Spurs were getting that call on the other end. So that, that just hurt us. It seemed – Kenny said this. He said, whenever the Spurs miss, it's a foul. Whenever the Knicks miss, tough break, you know. It, it just, it didn't yeah. seem, just didn't seem right to be honest. But felt, felt like some reputation type yeah. calls. Oh, there's there's one in the first half where uh, Kawhi Leonard one on two fast break against Courtney Lee and Ian's Cantor, and just got a foul called because the ref just decided it was a foul before anything happened. Uh, happening. It, it just it wasn't a foul. I rewound it, watched again, nothing happened. Except Kawhi missed the layup, so he missed a contested layup by Cantor. Um, other thing we got to talk about, other than Porzingis being bad, everyone was pretty bad except Beasley and Lance Thomas banking in that three. Yeah. But Jeff Hornacek in that fourth quarter. Um, I mean, can't complain because the Knicks were losing by fifteen in the fourth quarter. So whatever you got, Jeff, let's see it. But Ramon Sessions and. Willie Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez didn't play in 13 of the last 14 games. Comes in. And he he does well for himself. Uh, plus six in four minutes. I don't know that if that was entirely him or just a coincidence. But it was a good sign, encouraging sign. He, 
I did not realize that he was shooting 31% from the free throw line this year. Um, that's yeah, just, that was brutal. Yeah, didn't know that. Um, but he made one, so now he's that, that shit went up. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, and no, I've, I've been the bench player on a lot of athletic teams in my day. And the, the little tidbit they gave at the end, I, I just went through as the player. They said that they said that they thought Willie would get some run in this game because him and Pau are teammates on the Spanish team. And I just picture, like, I, I feel like every athlete's had that feeling. It, it's come in a different way. My, mine, and this is a story that when our other podcasters, Kenny and Tom, will tune in tomorrow, they'll get a good laugh at. But freshman basketball, I'm, you know, I'm towards the end of the bench. I'm 5'4", 190, not a good 190. and. I, I come in at the end of the game against this tough team. We lost. We're down like 15. I'm getting the final minute of run. I come in. What do I do? First possession, get a bucket. Next possession, steal the rock, get another bucket. Quick four points. I'm like, coach is going to love this. I'm getting so much run next game. We get on the bus. The coach opens up the box score and he goes, Jake, you got two baskets? I didn't even see that. Oh, and I mean, that's, that's just. I feel like that's Willie Her- that's Billy Hernan Gomez being before the game. Hornacek's like, hey, Billy, I know you know Powell's game pretty good. We're going to get you some run tonight. And then he comes in at the end of the game. They're down 14 or whatever. They play some decent basketball. And at the end of the day, he's saying, like, what? what if I- Was I the secret weapon and we're going <laughs> to unleash me when the game's already over? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like. His head, and when I saw the free throw stat, his head can't be in a great place right now, right? That's yeah, it's got to be. It's got to. It's a tough spot. And Joe Kim went in before him again. Joe, we didn't right. talk about Joe Kim in the Pelicans game. Did a good job, but Joe Kim tonight minus seven in two minutes. It's pretty impressive. If Maybe that's just it. a coincidence too, but that's that's not good. Yeah, he missed that layup, and someone gave him a a, a cutting lefty layup and. Naturally, he missed it. I mean, I obviously I, nobody. Thought you know, he, he gonna... practices those almost all day at practice, and then he gets in the game and clanks them at a ninety percent clip. Yeah, yeah. And then the the other part of the the subbing in the fourth quarter was he took out Beasley when stuff was going good. Uh, yeah, it just didn't make sense. He put in Porzingis, who is our best player, but he was not doing very well. Five for nineteen on the night. Um, and he took out Beasley, who was our best player tonight. Uh, take out somebody else. Take out Ramon Sessions and put in Porzingis. There's a mismatch. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, Sessions also. He did a decent job, but Sessions just – you never know what you're going to get. He does some good stuff. He gets to the lane, and then he just – he doesn't pass the ball. He just shoots it, and you're like, no, you pass it. You, you did a good job. <laughs> Yeah. The one thing what, – what do you got? I was just going to say, I the shots that I saw Sessions take today – the shots I saw Sessions take today, um, the the shots he took today were totally – well, I just mentioned my, my time to shine as a reserve point guard. They were totally, okay, this is the first time I've gotten action in a while. I'm going to make something happen so the coach remembers it. That's exactly what it looked like. I mean, he yeah. – he made a nice drive, and then he found himself amongst three seven-footers and was like, oh, here we go. So yeah. I, I don't know. Again, I at this point, hey, the, the, the end of our end bench mob gave us a little jolt tonight. Um, I, I don't know. To, to complain about them, given 
or being a, a problem in the loss, I think would be unfair to them. But again, we're complaining a loss to the San Antonio Spurs, who are one of the top four teams in the league. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Spurs were coming off a loss to the Pistons, so you know they 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 meant business. That was a that was a little deep dive into the week that was. Wait, wait, wait! You know what we should have mentioned? That three pointer by Ginobili, just to to yeah, to, to show how everything was going terribly wrong. I, I wanted to uh, – I was going to mention that when you were talking about the refs because the re- one of the rare time you'll see in a basketball game, the refs miss a ball going in the basket, <laughs> which is a tough look. Uh, tough tough look for the refs around the NBA recently uh, all around. Uh, I know uh, Brother Kenny likes to dive into the two-minute reports where they missed five fouls in one minute in that Boston comeback the other yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was a tough look. A good a good light moment at the Garden yeah. during for the, another for those for those who missed it. Ginobili tried to throw like an alley oop entry pass to Lamarcus Aldridge, and he just made it. He made a three, yeah, but it bounced out of the out of the net to Michael Beasley, and Beasley just decided to bring it <laughs> to, to run the fast break with it instead of bringing it out of bounds, and nobody noticed for about. Well, he got away with it for about I don't know three or four <laughs> seconds. Court, yeah. Knicks were setting up their offense, and then Ginobili was telling the ref, like, it went in. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. and then the yeah. refs thought about it for a little bit, and they finally gave them the points. And not for nothing, it's, you know, you you can't start butterflying effect too hard. But the Knicks, the Knicks with, what, five minutes left made it like an eight-point game, something like yeah. that? Yeah. So, I mean, you take away that miracle three-point basket, but now you're talking five-point game? I don't know. You you yeah. can't You can't really play those games, but – Tough loss, tough little stretch for the Knicks. Yeah. Um, and anything else, or or should we start start going at it? Yeah, I mean Kyle Anderson was bad tonight. Just just to put into perspective how out of place it was that he dominated us last game. <laughs> Thank you. He was bad tonight. L- luckily, that Kawhi guy was back for them. Yeah. All right. So let's let's head into our our layup lines, warming and performing, whatever you guys at home want to call it. Uh, I think the first thing, and I, I guess it kind of shows that we we haven't mentioned his name after he, you know, was our star on Christmas Day. But Canner's first kind of tough stretch. He uh, um, he had had two games where he scored. One game he scored four points. One game he scored six points. Um, over the past four games, I think he's averaging, let's see, he's averaging under 10 points per game, under 10 boards per game. Um, I mean, what do we chalk it up to a couple injuries, just a bad week? I, I mean, do we think this is anything at all? What What do you think about Cantor, Greggy? I don't know. If Tom was here, he'd give us the deep stats on Cantor and tell us that right. he's bad. But the eye test always says that, He's good, and he's the type of energy guy that you need. But I mean, I guess the plus or minus doesn't really lie. He's he's less than gifted defensively. Uh, what he brings on offense is amazing. To be honest, he he just pounds the glass. I know you've said before he, he just always seems to be there, even if it's an air ball. He's the one who gets the rebound. And you love that. He, he finishes around the rim. But I don't. I don't know. He just sometimes. The results, the team results don't coincide with his individual results for some reason. So I, I, it's hard. He's a very tough player to judge. Yeah, and I, it's, it, it puts you in a tough spot because the the one thing that jumped out to me that I didn't mention before about the Bulls game was that 
And, you know, it's tough going through the box score, but uh, Kylo Quinn had a really good 17 minutes against the Bulls. He was uh, plus nine. Like I mentioned, he was one of two players. Frank was plus one, but clearly Kyle had the biggest plus. Again, you can't bank on those numbers, but he had nine points and eight rebounds, one assist in 17 minutes, four or five from the field. And it seems like on a night where Cantor has four points, 11 boards, you know, you, you just – it, it's it's a catch-22 where hindsight's twenty twenty, but also, you know, our big men are fluid enough that if Kylo Quinn's having a night like that, you kind of got to give him some more run, yeah. especially if Cantor's not having one of his nights. And I know, like you said, Tommy Advanced Stats usually digs in a canter, and I think they usually benefit O'Quinn. So that's, I, I guess, something to watch. It's just tough when he is this immensely talented guy that can go for a 30-20 game on Christmas. I, I don't know. I, I just – like like I mentioned, we like to ease into it a little bit with the layup line. So it's it's just something you got to start to monitor. If 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 it becomes two bad weeks from Cantor, then you know the the whole discussion really starts swirling about how how he fits on this team. Luckily, we haven't really had to have it yet because he has been playing uh, good basketball by the eye test, at least. The other thing that I had in the layup line, <laughs> we we kind of covered it, was Uncle Ron Baker, uh, the AD dunk. <laughs> the, the the actual words I use, and I, I think this shows my Nick fandom, and I, I don't mean it as an insult to Ron, but I had it listed as the AD dunk, him being bad, and segue into his best friend, Michael Beasley, because that's the more fun topic. But yeah, that's good. Um, I, I don't know. The, the, the dude just – he earned goodwill with me for, like, the first time when he came in and he kind of closed out that game and he was totally a factor on defense. And I mean, he just threw it out the window so quickly for me. I mean, just, just stuff that you can't see on an NBA court. I mean, are we, <laughs> what, what uh, I, I don't know what point I'm at. I, last week I came to grips with him being our third string shooting guard, third, third string point guard for the next two seasons. And now I'm just like, like sick to my stomach. What's what are the shooting percentages in the last six or whatever? I don't know. I think Kenny had him at about seven percent. One for thirteen, something yeah, like that. I think so. I think it, it was one for twelve in the four games. He didn't shoot in the next game. Then he went zero for one in the next game. So I, also I, a missed layup. Yeah, he's he, uh, he misses a lot of layups. He he doesn't hit the rim on many layups. That was that was a funny thing we had going. He he missed. The rim on four straight layups, or it was actually four or five layups. Then on the next layup, he Beasley gave him a, a perfect dish against the Bulls, I think it was, or no, no, it was the Spurs game, and just clang off wide open, clang off the rim, missed. But uh, the one thing I want to say, I got to compliment him. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but he it was he handled the the dunk situation very well. He, <laughs> yeah, he had a funny Instagram. He had a funny tweet. Uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet. The Instagram, he said, uh, like, tough when you wake up and you see yourself on the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. And then the the tweet was, my iPhone facial recognition doesn't even recognize me anymore. (laughs) That's pretty good. And he had just a giant black eye because because of the elbow to the face. And I I will defend him. It was definitely an offensive foul. Uh, I got elbowed in the face. Some people don't think it was because – I don't know why, because they are, are not looking at a person getting elbowed in the face, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, and the one thing I'll say is 
one rule that I always abide by, and I'd like to think that I always stick to it, is that you could do whatever you want if you dunk it. So I'm not going to complain that right. it was an offensive foul because he dunked it. So do whatever you want. So that's, that's your Knicks update on Ron Baker. He's a good sport about being dunked on. <laughs> I mean, Greg, I guess – That's the good thing we have to say about Ron Baker. That's uh, Do we have to hold him slash ourselves slash Knicks Nation to a little bit of a higher standard? Like, do we I, – I mean, do we, do we send Ron Baker to the D-League and tell him to practice corner threes until he gets it right or something like that? I mean, what – what do you do? I mean, this guy's on the books for five mil for the next two years. I don't know what you do. Uh, <laughs> you, you tell him never to dribble the ball again. I know that. But it doesn't seem to work because he's a guard. You can't tell the guard to go in the game and never dribble. It, may, it puts him in a tough spot. He He's actually shooting better from three this year. He hasn't really shot that many, though, so it's a tough sample size. But, yeah, he's bad. He can't dribble. That's you'd like a guard that could dribble, and the reason he got the contract seems to be because Phil Jackson was like a a good friend to him. Um, he said he said that he practiced when he was throwing out the pitch to a game. He he had a catch with Phil Jackson. Well, wasn't wasn't Beasley actually the first move by the new team? Wasn't the signing was post Phil, I believe. I believe I think, that. I think that was their first move was locking up. Ron Ron and then going to get Tim, which was also crucified. But no, no, no. Ron was first bef- before right. Phil was gone. Yeah. All right. Well, Ron was before Phil was gone. Uh, I, the more important reason why I mentioned Ron, Ron Baker, and if again you follow some of these guys on Instagram or wherever it may be, it's him and Michael Beasley always seem next to each other in pictures and stuff, which is just comical. But uh, that, that brings us into our mid-range floaters, and what a better person to talk about mid-range floaters with than Michael Beasley. And, man, I there's a lot of fun things, and then I'm going to drop drop the bomb later in this segment. Um, he's Well, he's been the second-leading second leading scorer over the past week, um, and he's averaging 18 per game over his last 10. I mean, I, so – before and I, I was, I was gonna surprise the stat in there, but just because it's you and me, I was, I was gonna lay the hammer on Tommy and Ken. But I'll, 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 I'll give you a chance, and then I'll drop it later. Do you want to see, like, do we want to see Michael Beasley start? Do we think he's, do we think we found a perfect role for him? Like I mentioned, eighteen over the last ten, he's, he's kind of our go-to threat off the bench. What, um. I mean, we're, we we love Beasley from a swagger level. What else do you need? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't think he can start. I don't know who he would start over. Uh, it would have to be like Cantor and put, put Porzingis at the five. I don't know if that works. But the, prob- the, the reason why it works so well, him just coming in for Porzingis, is because all Hornacek does is run ISOs to that player. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, that's what makes it well. That's what makes it work well. So, love the guy. Love love his role right now. Um, yeah, I mean, no Timmy. He's our second scorer, leading scorer off the bench. You really need a person to just to eat those minutes, and you really just want to tread water when your starters are out. And he's been he's been doing much more than that, to be honest. He he's he led us to a couple victories. You wouldn't expect that, but he he did it. Love the guy, uh, but. When he's bad, he's bad. 
that Bulls right. game, that Bulls game, he just three for nine, six points, two but turnovers. That's, just that's just the cost, the cost of doing business, I guess. It it is a little bit, and I mean, man, like think about what we're saying right now. That's Michael Beasley's bad game: three of nine, five rebounds, six points, two steals, one assist. Uh, two turnovers, like you mentioned. But if that's Michael Beasley's bad game right now, I mean, we're in a pretty good spot. And so let me let me drop my bomb. It's a little bit of a skewed stat because that's the only that's the only way there is to drop good bombs stat wise. But so off the bench, twenty four games, Michael Beasley, fifteen minutes per game, nine points, four rebounds. In his sixth game as a starter, and again, this is a little skewed because these are a few, most of these are games without Chris Stapps. Six games as a starter, he's averaging twenty-five and two, and and one point two blocks. So I I guess the thing for me, Greg, is it it turns into let's let's take away the name of a guy for a second. Let's not know this is Michael Beasley. Let's not know he was a former number two pick who's kind of a uh, head case, however you want to label it. I mean, six games started, fifty-five percent from the field, twenty points. Is is it something that you need to crinkle up the paper and say, okay, maybe we need to look at this differently? I mean, those are some numbers. Yeah, those are good numbers. The only thing is, he's he only starts when Porzingis is out, right? And they do the same thing. I know, I know. But so. isn't, isn't that on the coach to figure out? Isn't get your best players on the court and figure it out? Yeah, and I don't think Jeff Hornacek can do that. He, he, he. Wow, boom. I mean, I like Jeff Hornacek, kind of, sometimes. I mean, what he did with the Suns that one year when they, like, didn't have any good players at all and they went, like, 48 and 34, that was one of the most amazing coaching <laughs> coaching jobs I've ever seen what he's done with the Knicks some games this year has been amazing what he's been doing with the Knicks some games this year has not been amazing um one thing I got to say about Jeff I talked to Tom about this but when was the last time you saw him drop a good play yeah when like name the time me and Tom both came up with the same exact play in our heads and it was that Porzingis missed three to lose the first Bulls game and that first Bulls game was, was I don't know, it was a while ago at this point, three weeks or so. And it's just execution down the stretch is just terrible every game. You see Courtney Lee just going ISO and just Porzingis going ISO, not even down the stretch, just the entire game. Yeah, and my, 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 my thing around that is, you know, you don't, you don't have to be a wizard at drawing up plays. You don't have to get me an alley-oop off of every inbounds pass or whatever. But like, I mean, like Doug McDermott just threw one out of bounds today. We we had wh- what game was it when Michael Beasley had the five second call? When yeah, the seventy sixers, seventy sixers. So I I mean, at a certain point, you have to be accountable for well the players. I mean, they're professional athletes, and you're the head coach, and it's an inbounds play, a five second <laughs> the NBA. Yeah. Like that's that's pathetic to a degree. Um. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It was interesting what you said there, and especially we mentioned some of Canner's perils. Hey, give give me some Beasley out of four. I We've talked about fits with Porzingis before, and we I, we joke, joke – not jokingly. We mentioned Julius Randle. Michael Beasley's almost a better Julius Randle right now. 
Um, so I, I don't know. I would definitely be interested with some Beasley at the four, Zinger at the five lineups. Um, and it, some, something that I, I also laughed at that we haven't had mentioned, or I didn't have mentioned for this entire podcast, Tim Hardaway Jr. still out. Yeah, that um, hurts. How, how many teams, you know, we're going through a little bit of a tough stretch. How many teams would do great without their <laughs> best player? So, Not many. But I, I don't know. Call me crazy. Give me whatever point guard's got the hot hand. Courtney Lee, uh, whoever you want, Dougie Fresh, I don't know, Beasley, Zinger. I, I don't know. I think you could have some fun lineups there. And, man, Beasley's been showing he can pass and he can play defense. Yeah, he has been showing he can pass. He's been dishing it. So He's got, like, he, some really nice passes going. If, if you're talking about knocks on Michael Beasley, it's that he doesn't play defense, he can't pass, and he can be ball hoggish. Well, get him as a part of the offense. He's showing to you he can pass. He's showing you he can play defense. So I don't know. I guess I, I'd like to see a little more creativity in the lineup. And this this dude's shown that he needs to be out there for more than – I mean, what what was he out there for tonight? 26 minutes? Um, and, I mean, a lot of those were dead minutes towards the end. Uh, like you mentioned, the Bulls game where he wasn't so hot, 15. But, I, I mean, at a certain point, take the names off the jersey. What does this guy have to do? Yeah. Yeah, and Hornacek has been good about starting to try to get Porzingis and Beasley in together um, in the fourth, especially. But that that's that's going to have to work itself out over time. That's like I said, the same exact person as far as Jeff Hornacek is concerned, offensively. Yeah. So work it out, Jeff. I don't know. Fig- figure it out. One of my favorite. Uh... What are those called? Memes, gifs, favorite gif on the internet. Figure it out. Um, so <laughs> <All> let's. Right. <laughs> it's a good one. We'll we'll post it later on on the uh, talking Nick's Twitter. But um, yeah. The, so the other thing, and it, it's kind of funny how this this podcast sorted itself out because we started, you know, Cantor, Kylo Quinn with the layups. Now the mid range game. I got to Beasley, and the other thing that I I kind of felt was a. I don't know. A, a topic that needs to be discussed in Knicksland was it felt like Doug McDermott got his chance. The Knicks are starting this big road part of their season. They're going at the Bulls, Doug's old team. Doug gets his first start. And, you know, we've been talking about, you know, where the NBA is at and take more threes. And that's Doug's specialty, obviously. He gets 37 minutes and gets three points against his old team in his first start. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, is that just straight up blowing your opportunity or what? I, I mean, what, what do we say about Doug there? One for six that game, 0 of three from three, three points, six boards, two turnovers, one assist in 37 minutes. I mean, that's tough. <laughs> that's a tough go of it. Uh, yeah, and he just didn't, he didn't have a very good week in general. Um, maybe it was the nerves. One thing that he does, he, he has like a very quick release which is good when he needs a quick release, but sometimes he's just wide open and he just like fires and you're, you're thinking, chill, chill out, man. Just you're a knockdown shooter. Just stand there, take a breath and knock it down. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's a, it, you wonder if it's a youth thing a little bit. I mean, he's still 25 and you picture anyone that can shoot like this kid can shoot when he's on. I mean, you know, when Kyle Korver's off, his stroke still looks the same, right? But yeah. the ball's not going in. You can tell when Doug's rushed. I, I completely agree with you on like that. Like tonight. Yes. He's looking bad tonight. Other yeah. than his dunk. 
Good dunk. Yeah, good good garbage time dunk. I mean, man, this this these four games we're talking about, he is, let's see, one of seven, uh, two of eleven, I think two of thirteen from three. And when that's when that's kind of what you do on an NBA court, that's uh that's a tough week. I, I I mean, we can chalk it up a little bit, like we say. Sometimes the ball doesn't go in. But, I mean, he got his first start against his old team, 37 minutes. And now, I, I shouldn't say a recent development because he's, I don't know, <laughs> he banked a three tonight, which helped pad his stats a little yeah. bit. But Lance Thomas just plays solid basketball. Yeah. He makes his layups. He's going to hit a chunk of his open shots. He plays good defense. I, I mean, is – is Lance taking a grip on the three rule? Is a lot of this moot with Tim Hardaway Jr. being out? I, I don't know. These are it's not. These guys have to play minutes for us at some point. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Hornacek likes to play Lance bigger, maybe at the four. Try yeah. to play him at the four so that wouldn't really affect Doug somehow. But it also gets tough with Beasley emerging right now, so he's getting his minutes at the four. So with that second unit, it's tough with having all three of those guys when Tim comes back. But you never know when Tim's going to come back because they don't tell us anything about him. Yeah. Man, and I, again, the the Spurs game tonight, I, I feel like I skipped over it a little bit because I was, watched it and just felt sad about it hopping on the mic. But, yeah, I mean, Beasley did his thing 7 of 13 for 18 points. Yawn. That's just what he does nowadays. And then the whole team is just a glutton of 13, 13, 12, 10, 13. Uh, Lance Thomas tied for your second leading score. I, in a nice way to Lance, that's not going to win the Knicks too many games. Yeah. So, um, But it, that, that sounded like a mean thing. Lance has been doing some very nice things for us. Yeah, he's doing well. He's a good defender. He's knocked down shots, like you said. The one thing I don't really like, he, he puts the ball on the, on the ground a little bit too much. I don't, I don't like when he dribbles. Yeah, not not his not his skill set. He does that. Uh, he does like a running hook. His like his patented move. <laughs> like like what? that. What are you doing? Your your move isn't the running hook, Lance Thomas. I lo- stand, stand over there. Love love that he's a guy that idolizes mellow, and he's almost like the most unmellow play ever, <laughs> player ever. Like that's uh, like one day that day he locked himself in the gym, and he's like, I got to have my go to move. That can't be stopped. And he's like, I think run and hook. Yeah. Kareem Kareem had it right. <laughs> he said it's unguardable. <laughs> so those uh, those are what I had for as the mid-range topics. I, I, still something to watch. Something that's been floating around this year. I I don't know. I, I think that's a game you circle if if you're in Dougie's camp, which I have been, and just say that's that's tough. That was that was definitely the game at the Bulls that they wanted. Doug, you're going to get your 37 minutes, you know, Go go five of eight for three, get twenty points, and that uh that did yeah. not happen. So, um, yeah. Now the big topic of the week it it, it kind of it, it became more of a topic due to a recent Hornacek quote. Um, they they asked him if they were going to start Frank, and and he he gave a pretty good answer. Um, you know, not a total PC answer, just kind of fending off the media. He said, "Hey, Jared Jack's playing pretty well with the starters." Uh, Frank's playing pretty well with the bench unit, and then they kind of ride the rock, hot hand. Um, I, I mean, is this a big topic? Do do we want Frank to start? Do we think that can be a spark at some point? Um, do you like where it's at? What, what do you think? 
Um, I, I kind of like where it's at right now, um, especially after what we saw from Frank tonight. You know where he's at. You, you, you. He's still very young, and you don't know what he's going to do. He takes a lot of very long twos today. It seemed like he just looked down, put his foot on the three-point line, and shot it on purpose. Luckily, missed or, or unluckily, that, I don't know. That, that that one was brutal. That one, like you said, it literally almost seemed like he thinks stepping on the line is a good thing. Yeah, he's like, this is people shoot higher percentage from two than and, three. I guess I'll shoot it from here. Definitely, part of his development will be. Man, guys just go under screens, and it seems like he doesn't read that yet. And there's definitely times where he should shoot, and then he realizes that, and then yeah. he does the step on the line, the contested step on the line too. Yeah, and then another thing he does, we, we've we've mentioned throughout the season, he just he just runs the play no matter what. He today you saw him uh, first time, just like. Got to the rim, could have had like a floater over Gasol, would have been like the normal decision to shoot. But he tried to launch it to the corner, and Kyle Anderson just caught it because he was just standing there. Second time, end of the first half, he just which is going through the motions, just tries to throw the cross-court pass. Kawhi Leonard is just standing there, anticipating it. Just takes it, easy layup to, to – to end the half for the Spurs. Luckily, Lance Thomas banked in the corner three somehow. Right. Cornersek yeah, drew, drew that one up. Yeah. So that we ended that those two possessions plus one on the positive. So, I mean, not fortunate. Not not a great sign. Um, if he gets confident and he does just take those shots, then yeah, he should start. I mean, he should definitely end up starting. At some point this year, maybe if we are, I'd say if if things start to go south, then yes, you should start starting. Um, but right now, Jared Jack has been good, and the one thing is, if Frank starts, Jared Jack's playing with the second unit, so right. That, that's another thing to think about, and Jared Jack doesn't have the, I don't know, second unit ability. I, I don't know. Yeah, you, I, don't, you, I don't know how that works. You, you kind of can't complain about what Hornacek's done with the point guards right now. You almost have to give more credit for Jared Jack playing decent basketball at this point. Um, and, and I think he's been when, – when Frank's been been playing well, he's been at the end of games, uh, you know, I, 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 last time I'll mention him, but we, we mentioned some of the games Ron Baker was finishing, and most of the time you're saying what's going on here. But, yeah. uh, man, this, so these are without tonight's stats. So the three games before – um, tonight, Jared Jack averaging 25 minutes, 11 points, four boards, 6.7 assists, and one turnover. So, I mean, those are I, good stats. That's really, that's just solid point guard play. And so let's, let's take it to the next level. So, uh, Frank Nitty, he's those three games averaging 30 minutes. So like the dude's still getting run. Yep. I mean, don't, don't pretend cause he's not starting. He's not getting his minutes. But he's averaging uh, 7.7, 4.3, 6.3. So a pretty stacked, stuffed stat sheet. Um, 1.7 steals and also only one turnover. So that's a 6.3 to 1 turnover ratio for Frank. So right now, (laughs) that's kind of something we can't complain about over the past week. I mean, you combine those numbers. If if you've got your starter and your backup point guard going for, what do we got? 19 points, 8 boards, and 12 assists. 
<laughs> I, again, I, I know that's not the best way to look at it, but where the point guard situation was, our expectations of Frank this year, I, I think we're fine. If, if Jared Jack goes in a, into a little funk and you want to try to use that as a spark, sure. But, yeah. but right now, I, no, no problem with it. Yeah, I agree. The, uh, I think that was a classic media trying to get something out of us, and they're not going to get it, Greg. Yeah, I mean, they want Frank to develop eventually, but he is young. He's 19. He's very young. He shows it. But the, the one thing we want to see him do, I'm, I'm sure we've said that multiple times, the one thing we want to see. So one right. of the things we want to see him do is just get to the rim. And yeah. He had a pretty lame he had a one-on-one fast break today and he had a pretty lame move. Um, yeah. he just kind of stuttered and then Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just got swatted got by Murray. Stopped. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was, that's I, young... think was like, I think it was like Patty Mills too. Like, dude, just take it at his chest. Like yeah. that's a young man move. He he just slowed it down and pretended like everyone on the court wasn't running back on defense. Right. <laughs> And, Which, but but in fact they were, and so when he decided to take the very slow layup, he just got swatted. The best athletes in the world are not chasing you right yeah. now. Yeah, but, and He'll so I, I I had one more one more fun one, I, and I I it's probably actually better that we don't have the the full house today because it could take a while to get through. And so you're Greg, you're Jeff Hornacek. You get to, or how about this? You get to be coach for a day, or <laughs> you're something like that. <laughs> All right. And, but you, you only get to change one thing about the team. It could be minutes. It could be style. It could be something. What's, what's your one thing you'd want to change about the team right now? Ah, uh, it's a tough one. Um, but I'll, I, I, you want to go first? I was, if you, if you want to simmer, because again, I was, I, I know this is a little. I was going to say just the X's and O's. I mean, I'm not a good enough coach to, to know, but I know that the X's and O's just aren't working right now. Just, there's just no drawn-up plays. Out of timeouts, the Knicks are so bad. Yeah. It, just, it seems like every time you just hear Clyde and Mike Breen go, well, that's not what you wanted to see out of a timeout. <laughs> yeah. You, you, they say that all the time, and it's at, at some point – Something good should happen out of the timeout, and it doesn't at this point. Uh, that fourth quarter execution, just the plays. I don't know. It's just, just there needs to be more picks, more, more running. Uh, it's just very, very slow and isolated. I think Chris uh, Stapps needs to be getting the ball more. Um, not posting up. Not. Yeah not doing that so it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like chris Stapps gets any easy buckets which for a 7-3 guy uh you, you think he should um i i like that um yeah, so play better, calling is mine better sets um you know man mine was gonna be kind of i guess the generic 2017 answer i was gonna say shoot more threes just because it is tough when you look at a losing box score and it's like. Yeah, we just you know, gave away 10 points right there. If, yeah, if you're losing, you know, you got to go for <laughs> more points then. Not not to be the all-time strategist. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I was leaning there. Now, now I, I guess it's similar to the X's and O's, but I, I guess it's my Beasley point I kind of made. You. You have to see what you stumbled upon. I realize it's not a traditional 
situation at all. Like I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of articles you could go out and read that say Michael Beasley's a bust, but this guy. So this is. I'll I'll try to evoke emotions again, and I I know you'll know this as a gentleman who's got pretty nice handles, but it's when you're playing basketball and you're dribbling, and instead of thinking like you know what I'm gonna go right. Uh, if he leans right, I'm going to cross over and then make a move from there. It's when yeah. you're reacting. It's when you're dribbling and someone's reaching at you to get the ball and you're kind of toying with them. Like, you know their next move before you do it, or you can see what they're doing and you already have a counter move for that. And that's what Michael Beasley has with his jab step and with being able to finish with both hands. He doesn't have to really think about what he's doing. He just knows – He's jab-stepping. If you're going this way, well, he's going to go up with this hand. If you're there, he'll go up with the other hand. He's Right now, what he's doing, and I, maybe we'll get it in gift form or whatever it is, but and I'll, I'll try to remember the play for you. It was in the fourth quarter. The Knicks were still fighting to come back. Yep. But he drove, and he did that reverse layup. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, dude, I'm, I, I laugh when you think about comparing – players over different ages and things like that. But like if that play happened in the seventies, that would be on a highlight reel. Like that would be, that would be doc J stuff. Yeah. So I, I think it could tie into your X's and O's thing, but Michael Beasley is, <laughs> I mean, right now he's the second best player on the team. Third best player, Courtney Lee. Um, but I, I mean, it's your job as the coach to have your best players figure it out together. And I mean, at this point in the season, especially with this road stretch where we haven't been able to do anything on the road, try some funky lineups, try, <laughs> try drawing up some plays. Maybe, um, maybe that's the only reason Chris Stapps and Beasley look good because it's only ISO plays and they're our best ISO players. But I, I don't know. You, at a certain point when you're, what are the Knicks now? Two and 12 on the road. Something um, like that. Th- three and twelve. Excuse me. Um, yeah, we beat the Pellies. And again, the Pelicans had a shot to win it, which very much could have dropped. The first one was against the Cavaliers before they were playing. The third game was Brooklyn, so it was essentially a home game. So when I can name your home wins <laughs> or your road wins and write them off, um, clearly something's not working on the road. Um, and like you said, got to get some easy buckets, whether it's on plays or on the break. And man, at, at this point, what do you have to lose? What do you, you're losing? You're losing on the road, anyways. Give it a shot. So, yeah. And to to jump off what you were talking about is shooting more threes. That that goes into us getting Porzingis more easy buckets too. This guy should be launching away. To be honest, he, we think of him as a shooter. Um. LeBron shoots 5.1 threes per game. Porzingis shoots 4.8. Yeah. Uh, we don't think of LeBron as a shooter, but that's just where the game's at right now. People just fire away. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins shoots six threes per game. Um, I mean, Porzingis is – I mean, we think of him as more of a shooter than those two guys I listed, and they're both shooting more than him. And he's getting the ball every single play pretty much if he, if he wants it. So – those are worth more points. They're easier, less physical. Um, think about it. Yeah, and not. I, 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 it deserves to be said. Um, over 
I mean, over the last five, Chris Stapps is making 0.83s per game um, and attempting 3.2. So, I mean, his stroke hasn't been pretty lately. He's had a couple nights where it's been pretty flat. Dude, you you still got to shoot him. Um, Adjust, you know, that's – this guy's supposed to be the star of our team. Over the last five games, he's shooting 38%. Um, that's from the field, 25% from three. So, um, And that ties into everything where these guys need to learn. If Chris Stapps is going to be our star, he's got to shoot through that. You know, Co- Co- what will Kobe Bryant do? What WWKBD? Shoot through that. Not, not the best comparison between those two <laughs> guys. But, um, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, so let's go, let's go to the upcoming week. Wait, wait, wait. I got one note here that one note. you didn't talk about. I, I don't know if you, I leave that on there every week. I don't, I don't Is know. Is anyone bailing on the team? Is it, you're just <laughs> not going to ask that because the, the, the realistic guys aren't here. I, well, no, it is. I think in my head and I, I'll here, I'll tease the fans with it. And I know I've been teasing you guys, but I've been, I've been coming up with kind of a mid-year Knicks manifesto, which I want to make a regular thing. And I, I think it was a talk for the first – I mean, how far into the season are we? More than a third? Yeah, we're about half almost. We're, we're, we're 18 and 19, so we got – what was that? Two – five more games until we're halfway – or four if, more games until we're halfway there. If you were team fully tank this year and get another top draft pick, we already flew past that. So yeah. I get. I think that's when I when I had that up as who's bailing on the team. I think that's when that was in a discussion. I and I I looked it up. I think if we go, if we go something silly like eight, or no, I think it's like twelve and thirty the rest of the way or something like that. Again, I don't have the exact games, but if we go twelve and thirty, we would be like we'd have thirty tenth, wins. We'd, yeah. we'd be tenth in the lottery or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um. So, you know, and that's playing much worse basketball than we're currently playing, like much worse. That would have to be Chris Stapp's hurt and we're playing sessions over him. So I, I just think if you're in the, <laughs> if, if you're in the, a top eight lottery pick crew, like that discussion's already out. Yeah. So, so that's, that's why I didn't bring that up. But, hey, I, I appreciate you bringing it up. Hey, no problem. Hey, me and you are always rooting for the Knicks. We Maybe. like when the Knicks win. It's Maybe we're we might be unrealistic. Is the oh, problem? Kenny, Kenny may be the most realistic. Been talking about not making the playoffs and whatnot, but you know we we'll, we'll, we'll dream. We like the Knicks. I, I mean, the East is the East is has ten ten teams that think they're going to be playoff teams right now with the Knicks, Sixers, Pacers, Heat at the bottom end of it. Um, pretty much everyone else is penciled, if not penned in, from the Bucks, Wizards. Well, Pistons could drop. Cavs, Raptors, Celtics. And a couple things. Um, Reggie Jackson out six to eight weeks. That could be something. The uh, the Pistons lost to the Magic his first game out and beat the Spurs his second game out. So I, I don't know where that means. So ish, that's, that's ish, tough. And ish then the Thomas. other ish, – Ish Smith. Ish Smith, excuse me. He had a swaggy pass the other day, street ball pass. The other thing is the Pacers are free-falling right now. The 76ers yeah. already started free falling. They're starting to bounce back, but you know they've shown that they can be bad. The Pacers have been bad recently, so that's that's two teams who have been bad recently, and one team who lost their starting point guard. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm at the point where I think with two weeks in the season left, there's almost 
no way where I don't see the Knicks being in contention for the eighth playoff spot. So I, I don't know. I, I just think if you, you got to get on that bus sooner than later. Yeah. Um, so what, what do we got upcoming this week? We've got back to back tomorrow night. We're heading down to Washington, the capital, um, playing the wizards. That's tough. Um, back to back games. I think they were joking about the Knicks taking a train down. If you want to have some fun with that, uh, we're going at Miami Friday and then at Dallas uh, Sunday to wind down the week. So the, and this, this is going to be a recurring theme. Uh, the Knicks are going to be on the road a lot. Um, what, I, I mean, what do you think, what do you have to look for, Greggy? Um, need to beat the Mavericks. Need. That's our need game. Maybe that'll be the new thing. You, you have a pivot game, and I, I'll have the absolutely need to win this game. Thing. And that game's got a good storyline. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. LeBron said we should have picked him. Um, LeBron's wrong. Um, we got our guy long term. We got our guy offensive and defensively. So we'll be good. Um, Mavericks just beat the Thunder. So maybe they're bouncing back. They're on the up and up. It seems like all those teams at the very bottom of the league are on the up and up other than the Lakers who are free falling. So Yeah, pretty pretty wild if you've been following the standings. Like all the yeah. bad teams have had decent stretches. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I just the Lakers were were like a middle of the pack, like almost in the playoff team, like three games out, and now they're the worst team or the second worst team in the league after the Hawks. Yeah. Pretty pretty wild. Yeah. Um, uh, so what are you thinking about the Wiz game and the uh what was the other game you said? The Miami Heat. That's an important one. Well, well, working backwards because I, you know, Dallas to end the week. Man, we we saw in the uh, the Cleveland game when LeBron was was talking that you know Frank walked into LeBron's chest. Le- LeBron presented it, but Frank gave him a little bit. Yeah. Um. I mean, I Frank Frank shown I, from what we know again, nineteen year old French guy that I follow religiously, um, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, it, it's something you, you think about any, any player talks about it. Aaron Rodgers talks about the teams that pass over him, Tom Brady. Um, Frank's going to be compared to Dennis Smith Jr. forever. Yep. Uh, and these two guys, I don't know. Hey, DSJ is going to want to show that he was worth the pick. Frank's going to want to show his thing. So I, I, I think it'll be nice and Hey, maybe that that'll work out for us that, you know, Dennis Smith jr. Still isn't the most efficient player and Frank's strength at his defense. Maybe we can get a, a three for 13 out of DSJ and get the W there. My, uh, my pivot game, as you like to know, is the, uh, the Washington or excuse me, the Miami game. Um, Miami, like I mentioned, is going to be in the bottom of the playoff race with us. Um, you know, Washington, you're coming off a back-to-back. You know, you're hoping to make it a game. But at the end of the day, if you lose a back-to-back at Washington, I, no harm, no foul, really. That's, it's, it's not one you have penciled in as an L, but you're going to come out shooting, playing your game. If they start running away with it, you're going to see uh, Billy Hernan Gomez getting minutes and some of the deeper bench guys to try to save everyone's legs. Um, and so at that same point, so say they win Washington, you know, Knicks get a nice little road W. That Miami game still a swing game for me because mm-hmm. 
it's a team in the bottom of the Eastern standings fighting for the eighth seed, and now you're going into Dallas either A, on a two-game win streak, and you're starting to say, hey, we're a road team that gets Ws. You know, this Dallas team is not as good as us. Let's get it. Let's start a little streak here of our own. But if you go into Dallas having lost to Miami, now you're saying, okay, we're back in road trip mode. Um, you know, with this this could be a tough game for us. So I I don't know. I the Miami game I think is the one I'd want to circle just because it's you know this at, at a certain we're at the point of the season where you have to start looking at the standings and say, hey, if they get a win and we get a loss, that's that's bad for us. That's going to be. <laughs> That's that's you know three days in April. You don't want to make that up. So yeah. I, uh, I I'd expect Chris Stapps to come out gun in that game. Yeah, and wins worth th- wins against those teams that you're you're directly competing against for the playoff spot. Those are really worth two. You know, uh, spot up and spot down. Move up a game, move down a game. If whether you win or lose. Um, so let's look at this. The Wizards have. They're on the uptick, but you really never know what you're going to get with these guys. Um, in back-to-back games, they lost to the Hawks, 113-99, to and then they beat the Rockets, 121-103. to <laughs> So uh, you don't know what this team's going to do. They don't have much depth. Um, so maybe the Knicks' depth, which we've talked about. They have surprising depth. We like our bench. Um, maybe our second unit will win us that game. You could see it. Um, Miami game. I like that. Miami game. Um, I don't know. We we beat Miami the first time. They didn't have Whiteside though, so it'll be a whole different, right? Whole different. He was out with Porzingitis. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hopefully, he gets that again. Uh, <laughs> but these guys too. They 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 lost to the Nets, one eleven eighty seven. And then they beat the Magic 117-111 in their last two games. And that's that doesn't sound like a very good team to me. Uh, hopefully we could beat them. The Mavericks got to beat them. They just beat the Thunder, but who cares? They've been bad the rest yeah. of the season. So, I mean, what, what's our final guess? Uh, I'll, con- I'll conservatively say 2-1. and one, but that's That might be wishful. Uh, I think Kenny would say 1-2. and two. He would say, well, win the Mavericks. <laughs> Lose the Wizards and the and the Heat, but I'll say two and one. Kenny will say one and two. I like making their picks. Yeah, um, that takes a, takes a lot of the heat off our back. Um, you know what? Give give me give, give me two and one. the The games right. are starting. The games are starting to matter. I we we beat Dallas. I think we're just a better team and it's the time of year to show that. And then we, you know, either Washington throws up a dud or the boys really go out to beat Miami. Um, and I, the, uh, man, the only, I, I was looking at what to watch for is or final notes. Um, man, th- this is the final week that I, I have to say, I got to hear what's going on with Tim Hardaway jr. <laughs> the, the, the last update update we got was before the Christmas game. And Hornacek said we expect to see him back during the upcoming road trip, which is 16 of 20 games over the month of January. So what does this mean? Am I going to see this dude in a week, two weeks, four weeks? You know, I 
just just let us know. Um, yeah. I, you don't have to point the game out on the map, but come on, come on. What year is it? We don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't know. Yeah, it seems like the updates on him are. are um, it's looking like he'll he's going to be able to walk again. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. What? What? I don't even know. I've seen him on the bench standing up. What do you mean? It it just seems like one of those injuries that like. It just every quote sounds like you're going to get a quote the next day that's like, oh, setback, six to eight weeks. Like, yeah. that's, that, that's been the whole vibe from the start. So I, I would really love to get some news on that. Um, otherwise, what, what do you, any final notes, Greg? Hey, my final note is that the one thing to remember is that two of our last three games were against the Spurs. Yep. And so we can't be de- too discouraged against with the Spurs losses. Um, Neither of them were blowouts. Neither of them were particularly close games either. But, you know, they were losses to the Spurs. So those were expected. We don't have to play the Spurs for the rest of the season. That's good. So, And I'll, I'll say something building on the next week. Because we've mentioned all these road games. At a, at a certain point, you're playing on a basketball court. You know, the, the size of the outfield doesn't change. It's – basketball's – fairly universal um man we're not playing a ton of great teams in this road trip after or or i'll just give us the next two weeks not to go too far down but so we've got washington miami borderline playoff teams dallas chicago lottery teams minnesota good that's fine new orleans at home borderline whatever and then brooklyn memphis utah los angeles the lakers so that was actually like three weeks but these golden state yes so but, I mean, a lot of those teams are pretty bad basketball teams. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Those, those are one, two, three, four, five. So five of our next seven road games are not against playoff teams. Um, so I get it. You know, on the road is clearly a thing. We've talked about the Knicks home court advantage a ton this year. At a certain point, you just got to beat teams you're better than. So – uh, that's, I, I guess, my final what to watch for. I don't know. Hey, I like it. Good. Well, we uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, you know, if you follow us on either Twitter or the podcast, we appreciate it. Um, if you guys could leave a couple of reviews, that would be huge. That, that goes miles for us. Um, talking Nicks on iTunes, probably how you're listening. Um, you know, Twitter, Talking Nicks, we, we've got some smirky comments, some stats, insults at Ron Baker. Um, Kenny does a post-game wrap-up most of the time. Tommy's got some articles. I've sent some serious threats with my mid-season manifesto that if I don't get it done, I, I'm going to be made fun of by these guys for the rest of the year, so I have to. Um, you know, Check out a lot of basketball, and um, we, we appreciate it, guys. We're uh, go, go Knicks, I guess, Greg? Go Knicks. Go Knicks. So, hey, we appreciate it. We'll catch you next week.